Before I get into the podcast, I would like to thank my supporters. First off, Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive in Soldatna. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook, as well as their website, theironasylumgymak.com. They carry supplements from Redcon 1, and as of this recording, Iron Asylum isn't open. All right, so I'm very optimistic that we'll all be able to get there uh, on the 1st of May when this is all over. And I look forward to moving some weight around. I miss the morning crew with my zombie squad. Shout out to the zombie squad, you beautiful human beings. All right. For more information on the gym, the number is 907-953-4720. But I feel like I should direct you to the Iron Asylum Gym AK. All right. Dot com. Very important that you check out the dot com and check out the shop now tab because a lot of you have, when you see me out, you ask me about the t-shirts or some of the hoodies. This is where you can get them and you can support a local business while they're not able to be open. You can still support them, get yourself some merchandise, get the blue tri-blend with the, with the, uh, the big Iron Asylum logo in the middle. A lot of stuff going on there. Um, they've got the green t-shirts, which... By the way, the green t-shirt, the green Iron Asylum shirt, is one of my favorite shirts. It's the most comfortable shirt that I own. It's the shirt that is most stolen by my wife. So if you want a shirt that will likely get stolen by a loved one or a significant other one, or if you got a girlfriend, there's a very good chance she's going to steal this shirt from you. Maybe you want to buy it, maybe you don't. Maybe you get her one of her own, and then you can be one of those couples that wears matching clothes, and we'll make fun of you. Uh, unless you go to the website and you notice that both Brandon and his wife, Jelani, are in matching shirts, and then I just insulted my friend, and I'm an asshole. Nonetheless, the ironasylumgymak.com has all of the Iron Asylum gear that you are looking for, and I'm fairly certain they're going to get some of that good, sweet, love, AK stuff up there as well. Just a guess. Just a guess. All right. Another one of our uh, great supporters, Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the growers of fine cannabis, the makers of fine concentrates, and the brewmeisters of hashades, as well as their brand new honey sticks. They also carry flour from your favorite cultivators, including Bob's Morning Bear, Warner Brothers, Great Land Gondra, Tundra Jane, as well as many more. All right, they carry products from Lady Grey, the makers of fine cookies, breath mints, ice creams, and now birch syrup. So you can throw some of those in, on pancakes or into whatever recipes you've got lying around the call for birch syrup and get busy with it. All right, they carry fireweed extracts, baked Alaska, glacier gummies, Momo's Bakery, and much, much more. They also, on a very cool note, they carry CBD products from... from uh, Frontier CBD out of Anchorage. All right, these are Alaskan-made products. They carry CBD lotion. Red Run carries a CBD lotion from Frontier CBD. So if your skin is raw from all of the washy-washy that you've been doing to avoid the coronavirus, be sure to get some of that CBD lotion located at Frontier, located at Red Run Cannabis Company, made by Frontier CBD. Make that clear for you. Frontier CBD at Red Run Cannabis Company. That's how it works. You can check out RedRunCannabisCompany.com for more information as well as weed maps for their current menu. You can see what they've got for pre-rolls. You can see what they got going on for edibles. And you can see all of the things I missed. And I missed a 
bunch of them, but they got a lot of products there. Check out the website, check out the weed maps, see what they've got going on. All right. By the way, they've just like every place else, they're working on their social distancing. You'll see it when you get there. All right. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. All right. 5150 Vapes, located in the heart of Soldatna. They are your home for American-made CBD vape products with companies like Naked and Blue Label, amongst many, many others. They also carry nicotine juices. So if you're looking for like a nice big uh, box mod uh, and some really cool tanks, they've got all that stuff. They've also got the coil. So if you're into making your own coils and and rigging it together yourself, they've got the stuff for you to do it there, or they can show you how to do it, or do it for you. They are full service, however, they are also, like everyone else, practicing great social distancing. So it's probably best to call ahead. I don't have that number for you, but you can go to their Facebook page or their Instagram page and get that phone number there. I'm a terrible friend, and I'm bad at this, clearly. All right, Moving on, AK-49 Martial Arts slash Bang Muay Thai slash Mountain Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu located in the Peninsula Center Mall. So, like Iron Asylum, they are closed until further notice, but fear not, this too shall pass. And just because you can't make it to the gym doesn't mean you can't achieve your goals. My son and I were holding pads for each other very recently, hoping we can get that done again today. Get to practicing your movements. Do the things you know you're supposed to do, all right? Your coaches are still available for coaching, but their methods of training have obviously changed and had to be modified. So for more information, you can find AK-49 Martial Arts on Facebook and as at AK-49 Martial Arts on Instagram. All right, next up, certainly uh, not least, but the next up, the Schnitzel Bomber, located on the corner of K Beach and Poppy, rated 5 out of 5 on Facebook. This week's special is, I don't know what this week's special is, but it's everything. Everything they make is special. And with the community being on lockdown, they are crazy busy. So I would recommend calling in your order, having it ready for pickup. Uh, they also have gift cards. So if you know you're going to want some of those $5 mashed potatoes, shank of schnitzel and sauerkraut sundaes, but you don't have a burning desire to hang out behind 16 other cars of beautiful people that love schnitzels or whatever their daily bread pudding is, you can just get the gift card. Call it in, and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll mark it off for you. Like, it's kind of like a, like a punch card. You get your gift card, stamp, stamp, stamp. Moving on, moving on, moving on through it. You don't even have to interact with anyone. You can call in advance and just have your stuff ready to be picked up. You don't even have to talk to Vinny or Jess. Although, I would recommend it. And then ask them what they're listening to today because they've always got some really good taste in music. That is the Schnitzel Bomber located on the corner of K Beach and Poppy. All right. My guest today is Jason Chavaria, who on his own does a really good job breaking down his resume of faith. And we get biblical. We only spend a, a few minutes, not too long, talking about how high to. The deeper conversation that we get into is about the darkness in media and leading into what some people are calling it end times. But as you hear in the conversation, we always seem to be in end times. So you just got to be prepared. And that goes for all of us. All right. Ladies, gents, others, thanks. Have a great day and enjoy the conversation with Jason. If there's a film that you think I should watch, let me know. I'm not going anywhere.
As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 5A10052. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska, 99611. Jason, are you there? Hello? Yeah, yeah I'm here. Yay! And then we're there. Perfect. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm good. How, how, are you, uh, how are you doing with the quarantine? You having fun? I'm having an excellent time watching hey. my son do burpees and push-ups. While my other son's trying to tear him apart. Well, that's... Uh, the the they... two-year-old's trying to tear apart the 15-year-old. While he's you holding a sausage patty in one hand. <laughs> as long, as, long as, as the 15-year-old can defend himself from the two-year-old with the sausage, um, he should be okay. No. You, you think it would be that easy? It's not. <laughs> You know, sometimes the ones that love you the most are the ones that will hurt you the most. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of, of hurting the ones you love the most, um, I asked you to review the first 20 or 30 minutes <laughs> of How High to for me. And, yeah. and for those of you that don't know uh, Jason, my friend Jason Chavaria, the man we're on the phone with, he is a jiu-jitsu brown belt out of American Top Team in Florida, currently in lovely Soldotna, Alaska, where he is the head coach at uh, Mountain Jiu-Jitsu. Good enough intro yeah. so far? All right. Yeah. Also, uh, a youth minister. Yeah. Um, if you want to give some of those credentials real quick and why it was important, and, I'll, and then we can go into why it was important that you watch uh, the first 20 or 30 minutes of How High 2. Why was it important? Um, well, yeah, if we could, if, if, I'm sorry. Let me let me clarify a question. Could you run down some of your uh, some of your your credentials so that you you can you speak you can speak as a man of faith on the topic at hand, just so folks oh. understand who you are and what what you're about. All right. Well, I became a Christian in 1994. Um, gave my life to the Lord after uh, after being arrested <laughs> uh, for I don't know the fifth time. And my sister took me to church after uh, they released me from, you know, the holding cell there at Station 5 in Miami. And uh, she took me to church. And, and I'd been to church several times before that, but this time it was different. I, I, I had a really uh, – I felt the Spirit of God really touching, pulling at my heart. So I surrendered my life to God. And, and then uh, – Shortly after, a couple of years after, I um, went to Bible college in, in Cleveland, Tennessee at Lee University. It's a Church of God school. Um, and I went there for a year. And then 
I ended up getting my exhorter's license through the Church of God. Um, What's that? And it's, it's like uh, credentials to preach, you know. Okay. And then um, in the Church of God uh, through that denomination. And then, um, you know, ended up, uh, what's it called, uh, being in ministry. This is oof, from about 90 six all the way from high school all the way to uh for a while i don't know i've been in since i was 17 so i'm 43 now so you do the math and then uh i'm not that good at math i'll have well, you know well somebody's good at math out there they, they so if somebody is good at math right now um when this is all done 2016 i was going to I was going to give a raffle. I was going to I was going to pay for someone to get a private with you after all of this is done and, and the quarantining is done. I was going to pay for someone to get a private with you. Okay. But you ruined the math. You ruined the math. Sorry. You ruined it with you ruined it with science. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And no, all good. Yeah. I ruined I ruined your, well, your history. Yeah. Well then um at about 2006 I Retired my credentials for personal reasons with the with the denomination I was in. Not that they're like a crazy denomination, this and that. I just I just uh, was started working at a at a non denominational church and and I was and I and I liked the way that went. Um, I also forgot to mention I was I didn't get saved in the Church of God. I got saved in an Assembly of God church. And then I was I was discipled as a teenager, 17, 18 years old, uh, in the Foursquare Church because we moved. And then and then I went to a Church of God school. And then I was in the Church of God for a while. Which which they're all they're all the church. They're all the same body of Christ. Which that means the church. And and uh, yeah, it's just just different teams, I guess. All playing football, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so I, uh, so yeah. And then when we moved up here. I started going to Trinity Christian Center after I left the Church of God. Um, I was a youth pastor at a couple different churches here in town. At Soldana Church of God, I was a church, youth pastor at Kenai Church of God, and then um, ended up leaving the Kenai Church of God and went to. Uh, Trinity Christian Center where I started youth pastoring there after a while and uh yeah and I've been there ever since and uh, but I but I retired my credentials I I wrote him a letter and told him I was, I was done working under the Church of God denomination and yeah so I've been working under my church uh Trinity Christian Center, Center which is, uh, I guess, umbrella under ICCM. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, so, so you know your way around uh, faith. You know your way around Christianity. At least, certainly, at least more more of the light side of of Christianity, of course. And I'm sure you're quite familiar with the dark side with with some of the darker. Like you can tell when there's darkness about, so to speak. Well, yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> okay. So I asked I asked you to watch the first twenty or thirty minutes of How High Two, um, because there were some there was some imagery that I, I I felt a little weird seeing and a little like I, I don't want to say I was uncomfortable, 
but uh, but I viewed it, and there was an immediate darkness to it, and um, and and not even you know uh, like anything juvenile, like clearly thought was put into what they were doing when they did it. Um, yeah. Now, inside the first twenty minutes of the film, and, and spoiler alert, um, what did you see that that stuck out to you? For from beginning to the part that you told me to watch? Well, to, well, let's specifically the part I told you to watch, the the weed Bible portion. All right. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're sitting on their couch in the basement of their mom's house, and they're bored, and they're like overgrown teenagers, right? Yeah. And, and uh, they're out of high school or, or dropped out, I'm not sure. And and they're they're stressing about um, making money and how they you know they got they try to go to the bank and get a loan but he didn't look the part and um, I'll tell you what there was a lot of funny scenes in there though I'm oh, oh absolutely yeah okay. yeah so um, I, I will say that that in that film DC Youngfly is he's the star of the show okay which one was that it was he was it the, wasn't not the little yachty not little yachty. Uh, the the okay. other guy that um, the, the the more I don't know the more colorful dude. I mean, little guy has bright hair. Um, shoot, did he have red hair? Man, um, red braids. It was like red braids. No, not red braids guy. No, that's that's little yachty. Um, okay. So DC Youngfly is the other cat. Um, is that the name he's going by? DC Youngfly. That's the that is the name that he chose. Okay, so he he's a comedian, like an old. Yeah, he's been around for a while. He's been around for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there was there was a show that was called the the Harlem Comedy Show that I used to watch when I was a uh, a teenager, like fourteen years old. Do you remember that, like Harlem Comedy Harlem Comedy Hour? No, no, I was in I would have been in Germany at the time. Um, no, but I I know he's been around for for a while. Like I I researched the the, the people in the film just because it was so bad. Um, but DC Young Fly, DC Young Fly's funny as hell. Uh, he's hilarious. He's, re- I'm, you know, sorry. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a very funny comedian. He's, he's really awesome. And, and, you know, I recommend folks go onto YouTube and check him out. Not in this, though. Um, interesting note, though. He was in a, another sequel recently. Uh, he was in um, uh, I Got the Hookup, too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so like he's he's a person to call when you want to make your franchise funny. Um, if you have a dead tired franchise, right? And I'm not saying I mean like how high too. I got excited when I heard about it, but the film was bad. Um, but I, I do want to, I do kind of want to stick to um, okay like the, weed, the 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 contents yeah. of the weed bible and the contents yeah. of the yeah. weed bible. Yeah. Yeah, so they so so they get they they uh knock a he knocks a picture off the wall and he, and then there's a hole a, a brick missing in the wall and there's a <clears throat> it was a graduation picture is what fell off the wall so I guess they did graduate from high school so so he reaches into into this hole in the wall and they pull out this weed bible which is like a notebook yeah. <laughs> Which, right? yeah, yeah, it's and and it's kind of I don't know, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't mean to well, interrupt you. We'll yeah, do it again. Yeah, and it looks like somebody took notes while they were growing weed, right? Step by yeah. step. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm no stranger to that life, right? (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling I knew what was going on there. Yeah. I I mean, this is somebody that took notes and then there's like a, a, a big old blunt taped to the front of it. And, uh, yeah. So, so he wants to, one of them, little Yachty wants to read the notebook and, uh, DC young, what's his name? DC young love. DC young fly. Young fly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So DC young fly says, no, let's smoke that with on front. So they smoke it and they go on this trip through like uh space and time. And then they have like this outer body experience where they go, you know, the psychedelic roller coaster and it stops off in, in this field where, uh, what's his name? Uh, He's hilarious too. Uh, oh, the cameos are great. Yeah, yeah. He and, and and they're like, "Are we in heaven?" And he said, "No, man, this ain't heaven." And he said, uh, "He said you wouldn't make it. You two, the chick says you two wouldn't make it to heaven anyways." And then uh, and then they go on this is like banter back and forth, and a lot of you know trying to explain different names of weed or something. I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah, and so and then he tells them that this uh, this weed will give you super powers to fight evil or fight crime or something, <laughs> and uh, and and so they go back and they're like, oh, I'm glad that's over with. And they said, let's hit it again. He goes, No, let's read this book. And so they read the the weed Bible, and so they open it up and they're going through the pages and there's some funny like high school sketchings in there. Right, yeah. and then they open up to where how to how to set your lights up around the plant, and the way that they do the the lighting, how the lighting is hitting hitting the plant, it's like um, dots, like little short dotted lines um, of the light coming out of the lamp onto yeah. the plant, and the way the the lines line up is is in a pentagram. You are correct. Okay. Um. So are you familiar with uh with Yachty? No, man. No, okay. I stopped listening to rap music in nineteen ninety four, so there you go. That I mean, it was like all of that. I just I stepped away from everything. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I wouldn't say rap music, I, I would say I stepped away from worldly music because I still listen to like you know, um certain Christian rappers and stuff. Um, so I want to run, uh, we can talk about music in a minute cause, uh, yeah, I'm always down to talk about music. Um, but what did you make about some of the symbology, like inside of the book, calling it like the weed Bible? Um, and, and then specifically like, um, the, the, the pentagram, um, do you think something like that is in a film like this intentionally? Oh, for sure, man. I I mean, I've been seeing, like, on Instagram and Facebook, a lot of people are bringing to light um, the influx of Satanism in in the media, um, music, movies, and mostly in, like, black culture and um, American black culture. Because you just can't say black culture because it's not, like, Australian Aborigines or <laughs> or South African or, you know... People from Kenya, you know, like yeah. it's, it's specifically American black culture, and uh, yeah, it's um and and there, I noticed some guy was talking about 
man, he was going off about it. And uh, people selling their selling their lives uh, to gain the world, you know, selling their yeah. souls to get, gain the world, which is an age age old tell, right? With a story with um, what's his name, the guitar player that sold his soul to the devil, uh, uh, Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson, yeah. You know yeah, that was that was the story. Yeah, what, that he. Uh... Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. What, I mean, what I heard from that story was he he played like a two one or two string guitar, and he was so good at guitar. And I used to have a poster of him on my wall because I'm a guitar player when I was a kid. And and uh, and he uh, the story was that he was so slick with his words and and uh, and just a player, you know, good looking guy, played guitar very well, and that he was just winning over women left and right. And uh, you know, like he walked into town, he's like, "Where are the white women?" You know, and yeah. it was, it was, it was like he, uh, and that, and that, they started lies about him selling his soul to the devil, so women wouldn't be attracted to him, I guess, or I don't know. That that's how he got so good at guitar. I mean, in Old Brother Where Art Thou did that little. Yeah, there was that little tribute to him in in Old Brother yeah. Where Art Thou that was cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you know, someone else my age picked up the, uh, the the Robert Johnson reference in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, yeah. Where Art Thou? Um, yeah, he's, there's there's all kinds of stories uh, when you start looking into um, the occult in in rap music. Um, Juice World was a, a very um, very obvious, very recent example of that. Um, there was a video of him. Uh, like it's weird that a lot of this is spread via Instagram, but yeah, a video of him um, selling his soul uh, around uh, a pentagram, uh, like uh, of candles, you know, out mm-hmm. somewhere. But yeah, but it's 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 there, you know, and it's it's yeah. and whether or not you know, like, not to get in, into too much of like a, a religious discussion, although that's why I asked you here, so like interject anytime. Um, but it seems like whether or not um, whether or not any of that's out there, you're giving credence to an energy, right? Like to this negative, ugly energy, and you're putting it out there, and and it's good. That's how it's going to be received. Um, so whether or not you know um, you know so and so did this or so and so did that, like they still put that out there. They still put out that that energy. Um, and they're on the receiving end of that. Like whatever negative energy you put out, you, you're being you'll you'll end up on the receiving end of that same negative energy. Maybe that that's his sense. plan, you know. Uh, I mean, he's that's what he wants. Uh, you yeah. know, he's he's a, he's he's a slave to it. Um, yeah. So what comes to my mind immediately, immediately, anytime it it comes to music and media. Um, of all sorts is is Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, and in chapter two, um, and it talks about um, Satan, the devil, being the god of this world and the prince and the power of the air, and and a lot of people would question, well, isn't God, our Lord, the god of this world? And it's 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 a it's not a statement of the earth. The world is not a statement of our planet. It's 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 the 
he's God. He's the God of of this like like the social era. You know what I mean? Like humanity. Like he when he was kicked out of heaven and was sent to earth, he he wasn't the God of this earth. He was only the guy became the God and the ruler of this earth when Adam gave over his his dominion to Satan. And so, um, uh, in Paul Paul's writing in Ephesians. He said, "Some of us we were, we were slaves to that, but now we're not." And and then and Paul starts going into great detail in chapter six of. Uh, he starts talking about first in the first chapter in the first segment is is children be obedient obedient to your parents submit yourselves to your parents, you know which is the first it's one of the commandments in the Ten Commandments and it's the only commandment with a promise that you'll have a long life and then he starts going into slavery and masters and slaves and then he says uh and then the next part is well we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So we're, our fight is not a physical fight, is what he's saying, but against principalities, powers, and darkness. So that's, uh, it's a spiritual battle that takes place. So um, the prince of the power of the air is the is like this is what we hear and see and what's being put out into the atmosphere, right? And 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 Satan is in charge of that. Whether somebody is wholeheartedly given over to that. You know, like like this little Yachty doing the the witchcraft symbol of of him laying in the middle of a pentagram, or 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 uh, or even somebody that's not doing the Lord's work, and they may not be wholly submitted to Satan, right? Not committed or any kind of credence or whatever, but they're not they're they don't they don't preach, you know. Uh, you know their their message isn't isn't God's word, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's an influence to, to uh, which this whole the first part of the movie is just like full of just like sin, dude. It, it you know it's just full of sin and temptation, and and you know falling short of 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 the righteousness of God, which we all do, you know. But then they give they give their lives over to this. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch the rest of the movie, but they, it seems like they give their lives over to this. This weed Bible, as if it has a message of, of salvation in it, you know? And uh, because when you hear the word Bible, you immediately think, right, the Holy Bible. Yeah. Right, immediately. That's what you, that's what we, when we hear the word Bible, we don't think of uh, the Latin root of it, book. You know, we don't think of book. We think of the Holy Bible. And that's what it's referring to. It's referring to that this book has a salvation message. And or, or and this is going to save you because they were in a, in a in their basement in a lower place and they're looking for you know something to save them. They're looking to be saved. And here you go. Here's the weed Bible. This is what's going to save you. And within that is um, the weed Bible is the message of Satan. You know. So yeah, you're you're, you're probably right, man. And I would say it's in every, every, almost everything secular, you know. You you see it. Uh, I mean, it's weird. We're having this. Uh, we're, I, I'm, ha- I'm specifically having this conversation about an, an awakening on a more regular basis. When when I it stopped and talked to people, right, or, or when I stop and talk to people. Yeah. Um, 
everyone is seeing these things. And it used to be like these fringe ideas talking about the, um, the dark influence on, on society. And I'm, you know, I'm guilty of it myself, but when you start seeing it, you can't unsee it. You know, it's like, it's like Mm -hmm. you've, you've, you've done enough research to be a little bit dangerous to everybody. Um, because, there are a lot of things I'm just not going to be able to ever look at the same because I understand what the, uh, what, what the symbolism is. And I, I have a better understanding of where it comes from, but when you see it in front of you and it's, it's so blatant yeah. that you, you can't escape it. Um, but then it, but then it's projected out. Yeah. Like, um, you have to know it's there. Um, and, and yeah. you can't ignore it. You, you can't. You can't ignore that that, that was that, yeah. and that's what, where the intention was. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's why, I, I mean, this is what I talk to, like, a lot of young people about p- pornography. Um, I'm like, you know what, it's a, it, it, it grabs a hold of your mind and your heart and your soul, and, and it, it takes you captive. And I said, and if you, if, if you want to be ruined with pornography, real quick, I can just tell you, most of that stuff is from human trafficking, and those girls are slaves and and they've been kidnapped and taken captive and they're held in small apartments all over the world and they're being raped drugged and raped and and people are watching it on on the internet they're watching their sisters their daughters you know they're watching women that could be women in their lives being taken advantage of and then you can never get that image out of your head you cannot unsee what you've already seen. You know, it's 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 there, and 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 hopefully a person can can humble themselves and ask for forgiveness from God and accept His grace and move on. You know, and 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 share that message. You know, because like you like you said, there's things you cannot unsee, man, and that's the whole thing with the garden, where the knowledge of good and evil. When when Adam and Eve partook of, of the fruit of knowledge and good and evil, in the Bible, I don't know if it was a fruit or what have you, but in the Bible, fruit is, is, is defined as a as a as an action, a behavior. And and their first sin was just disobedience to God. And the, and they and they and your fruit is like what what people see in you. It's like the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control, right? And then he goes into the works of the flesh, the, you know, it is, and it's all this other stuff that's like bitterness, jealousy, you know, murder, all these different things. And, uh, and so they experienced the knowledge of good and evil, and they couldn't unsee it. You know what I mean? And they were ashamed of what they experienced, and they covered themselves with leaves. You know, and and that's the thing, man. We do things in our life that are evil, and we're ashamed of it, and we try to cover it up with, make, let's say, good good deeds, and we try to work our way to heaven. But then God was like, no, dude. He's calling out to Adam in the garden, and Adam, he's like, where are you? And Adam wasn't answering him. He was hiding. And we hide from the light, you know, behind our, let's say, our good deeds you know, or what we think could get us into heaven, or our shame. You know, we're hiding in our shame. Somewhere we're hiding. We're trying to bury this, what we just saw, like a little 
Because we are. We're children. We're children of God. So we're hiding from our father, you know, from from discipline because we're ashamed. And then, he, and then it said he had to sacrifice an animal and cover them with animal skins. And it says the only way to get rid of sin is with the with uh, the shedding of blood is the only way to, for remission of sins. So, so that was like foreshadowing Jesus' death at the cross. And the only way that we could receive grace into heaven, acceptance into heaven, access into heaven, is through the sacrifice and blood of Christ to cover us. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, there's a lot going on there. But at the same time, man, I think we've been in this battle from the beginning of the age of, of the creation of 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 everything, really. <laughs> so this isn't a new thing. All right. Good to yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good to know. Yeah. It's, but it's, uh, it's, it's a weird thing because, I don't know, it, we, we're receiving information from fewer and fewer sources uh, at, at this point. We have, you know, we have a couple of major streaming providers that, provide a whole bunch of information um, and it, there are avenues inside of that. So it's like getting cable and then getting these additional channels like Amazon prime, getting uh-huh. HBO go and all these, these other things. But, but generally speaking, we have information. The, the information that we get comes from Netflix. It comes from Amazon prime and it comes from YouTube. Uh, if we're not getting it from like the traditional sources. Right. Yeah. Um, but everyone else, everyone's so subscribed to like whatever their feed is that if the only sites you go to uh, on a daily basis are, um, you know, uh, Fox News, CNN, Huffington Post, and maybe uh, Breitbart for fun, like you're still only getting these information that, 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 that's filtered through and filtered down to you in the way that, you know, however they're, it's being programmed to us because it's all uh, presented with algorithms. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you at this point keep yourself out of that? I mean, like, I don't even you... watch it, man. Um, look, there's, that's something a lot of people because there's a lot of back and forth on that. I have a lot of people in my church that they're obsessed with the news and and what's going on in the world and, and politics and you know and 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 the and the right and the left and you know what I'm saying. And so they they pick and choose what they're gonna watch. Which, in essence, they all watch the same thing, just like you said. They all watch the same thing. I, uh, like, where do I get my information from, Bill? Mostly from you. I, <laughs> I, I, uh, no, I, I I'm sorry. No, I don't watch, dude, I don't watch the news, man. I don't, I, I, uh, I pray a lot. I read the Bible. And I'll tell you, it's weird. I get a lot of my information from just praying in the Spirit of God. And, 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 and how I pray, God, God tells me how to pray. And what I'm praying for is usually what's going on in the world because God's asking me to intercede and stand and intercede means like stand in the gap for, right? Like fight, fight a battle for somebody else. And so that's usually what I'm doing, man. And, and, uh, and I'll pray with certain scriptures, you know, that pertain to the time that I, that, that I'm feeling, you know? I pray the I pray the word of God and and uh, and so that's that's where I'm at and then I just listen to people talk 
in the areas that I go, you know, like I work at a high school, so I, I get to hear a lot of chatter from teenagers. I get to hear a lot of chatter from, from teachers. Um, I work in, in the church, so I get to hear a lot of different church people talk. And I work in a gym, and I get to hear a lot. And in the gym, you're gonna, I think at gyms you get the most multicultural group of people in one setting. You know, um, I would say, so I get to hear chatter from all those different guys. And, and for some reason in jiu-jitsu and martial arts, you're going to get the broad, broader thinking people. They're, they're, they're out there, right? They're, these are the conspiracy theory people. These are the people that question everything because they're martial artists. You know, they're always poking and prodding, looking for the truth and what's real. You know, especially these days, there was what there was like a sweep through the nation after like Vietnam and stuff of of martial arts that entered America from all these veterans that that would learn these Far East com- combatives, you know, and then all of a sudden all these karate schools are popping up, and especially with the the uh, the boom in kung fu movies because of Bruce Lee, you know, in in the in the seventies and eighties. You know, then you and you had this weird phenomenon of kung fu in New York amongst black people, uh, you know, hip hop and all that, right? And 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 I'm and I was I was a part of that 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 era, you know. I took karate all when I was a little kid. I took taekwondo, you know, and I watched like we had kung fu theater like every Saturday, and uh, that would come on. I think it was Channel Thirty Nine WDZL in Miami. And uh, which is now the WB, but like uh, or something else. But now I don't know. But like, I would watch all of that, and so, so, so we we were always broad-minded, like thinking fantasy and about martial arts, and then all of a sudden, UFC came into play, and they tested all that, and and we're, and even me and myself were always thinking, is that real? Is that real? Could the were the Shaolin monks really that powerful? You know. <laughs> Back in the, you know, whenever, 1800s, whenever they were, they were rescuing princes and stuff for their, their emperors, you know. Um, so so a lot of myths were, were shattered with martial arts as of within, the, I think, the last 20 years. And we've seen, like, what true martial arts is. And, and the martial artists within jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and MMA and, and all that stuff um, – really question everything in life. What'd you say? I, I would agree. Um, there's, there's something about that. There's a very psychedelic experience in getting choked out. Like it's um, like the first time that, and, and what I mean, what I'm choked out, I mean like not tapping to a choke and going out because it's, uh, you, you make that conscious decision to, to die briefly for a second, whatever, you know, cut off the <laughs> oxygen. Um, but it, it's, um, did you get put out? Did you get put out like voluntarily? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went. Yeah, I yeah. went through a. I went through a phase where, um, I was uh, as a purple belt, was encouraged. Let me say, encouraged to not tap and fight every every choke, everything, every choke. Tap to arm bars and everything, but to fight every choke until unless I went out. And and uh, let me tell you, man, it's not good. I don't I don't 
I don't encourage anybody to do that. I tell you what, you'll get good at not getting in jokes. You know, okay. I think that was probably the point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll get good at not getting in the joke because because uh, you, what happens is you, as as certain like purple belts, you get like an ego, or even white belts. Some people have an ego where they just want to get in a submission and then fight out of it. And the whole deal is not to fight out of the submission, but to not let the submission happen at all. And yeah. And I think that's what my coach was trying to get across to me was like, stop being so hard-headed and egotistical and that you can get out of submission. Don't get in them. And it, I mean, it teaches you a life lesson, you know, don't go where there's trouble. Don't get in trouble. You know, if, if you think something's wrong, don't go there. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not that tough. Nobody's that tough. Yeah. That you can't withstand temptation or you can't you can't fight bullets, you know. Maybe he was teaching me that lesson, or maybe that's just the lesson I gathered from it. We're gonna say yes. We're just gonna say yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the euphoric psychedelic feeling that you got from being put out voluntarily, you crazy man. Well, it was um, it's uh, it's it's weird. It's hard to explain. So. I had this. Uh, I, I just hit my birthday right uh, during the the, the stay at home period. Yeah. And um, I had this firm belief for the last year that I was going to die before my 40th birthday. Like on like on my 40th birthday, I was I was going to die. Right? It was mm-hmm. just, it was in my head. I was convinced that this was going to happen to me somehow, yeah. some way. I was going to die. Um, but. Uh, you know, with that being said, it was like it started like popping in my brain. You know, like the story ends at forty, the story ends at forty, the story ends at forty. But yeah. with that um, that idea of of death, um, and, you know, it's like I was reflecting on it. I'm still reflecting on it like every uh, every day. But I think that um, jujitsu and, and and martial arts, I think they're good at keeping you grounded into that. Um, if you are, if you know that you can get choked out, if you know you can get really hurt. You know, this can happen. This can happen. This can happen any, any day, uh, any day of the week. Then it makes the existence a little bit sweeter, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, Everything's easier after wrestling. But, I mean, that's what Dan Gable says. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah. So think about doing jujitsu in, in the summer after, uh, after a day of training, going on, uh, going to ride skateboards afterwards. It just feels better. Everything feels a little bit better. Cold water tastes that much better um, because you had to struggle because it was ugly. Right. You know. Right. Um, right. So, so it's that. It's that. It gives you appreciation. Gives you appreciation for life. Yeah. Absolutely. It, uh, that that might be why I stay with jujitsu because this. Is, is, you know, there's that thing like, why do we train? Why do why do we fight? Why do we do this stuff? Like, I haven't, I've, I haven't been at my, so I left my gym in 2016, um, in 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 February. Um, I, well, I blew out my knee and I had to have surgery. I blew out my knee and I didn't have insurance. I didn't have have money to pay for the surgery. So for, for about almost three weeks, my leg was stuck in one position and I went, went into depression and, and I thought my world was over because I was just 
living jujitsu, you know, from six in the morning to sometimes 11 at night, you know, and, uh, and then, and, and I had a family. So it was, it's very selfish of me to, 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 to live that life, I feel, but it, 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 it all came abruptly to a quick end. And then, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't be on the mats. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't leave my house, you know? And then my coach, I finally got, my dad got me a hookup for surgery to happen. He's a, my dad's an x-ray tech and he, he knows a lot of doctors and we did some things and, and, and it worked out. And, uh, but my, uh, my coach, it seemed like this was his opportunity kind of to, to, to move the kid I was training into place to take my place. And, uh, and we had we had a disagreement, and so I ended up leaving. And then for the longest time, since 2016, is now 2020, I haven't had a coach. So for four years, you know, and we were going to move to Colorado, and it, and it and it didn't it didn't pan that way because my wife really wanted to be home and in her home in here in Soldat, Alaska, and so we ended up coming here and it's it's worked out for the better for our family my kids are thriving in school my daughter's more social you know she's a she's a social butterfly and my son is doing excellent at his schoolwork you know and uh and we ended up having two more kids you know and, it, and it's just a sign of us being happy as a family you know and uh i started my own gym because man i have to train and I don't know what it is, you know, like you're talking about your your dog chasing the dragon, you know, it's like I don't know what it is that <laughs> that I'm that I'm chasing after, but I have to train and and it's it's the weirdest thing, man, you know? Cuz it's okay. not like I I don't know, it's not like I have to be a a a, a tough dude, you know? I know I can yeah. defend myself and I you know, I uh um it's not even about that. I don't even care about self-defense no more. I don't think I ever did. You know, was, I didn't even know what it is. It's, I just got into it to lose weight. You know, so that that was how I uh, I got into jujitsu, and, and by all means, like I'm a ten-year white belt, so like I'm not anyone whose jujitsu journey anyone should should be following. But the first time that I I did jujitsu was on a deployment. I think I took off sixty pounds during that deployment. And it was, it came from jujitsu. It came from some, from just grinding it out on those mats from yeah. wrestling and shit. Yeah. Stuff. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I want to take the opportunity to explain uh, my dog chasing the dragon for anyone uh, listening. So, um, I, 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 I'm working on this idea that taking your dog on a long walk. Uh, is a lot like a, is a, is very much like a psychedelic experience for your dog. Dogs have uh, very short memories. When they go out, they're essentially going to another planet. They're stepping out of out of their world, which is your yard, your house, your space, and going someplace that's absolutely foreign to them. So if it's if it's me walking my dogs uh, along the the Kalifonsky Beach uh, Trail. A Kalifonsky Beach Road Trail down there. Um, for my dog, 
that might as well be Mars. Like there's a whole bunch of cars, there's trees, there's a lot going on that is much more than what she's used to. When we're walking in the woods, it's a billion different smells and dogs smell so much different, uh, so much differently than we do. They're picking up all kinds of scents. That's, a, you know, like a whole other dimension for them that they're getting that we're not getting. So when you take your dog from that environment, you get him back in the car, you drive home, uh, and then you drop the dog off at the house. They just had so much excitement. They just had like a psychedelic experience. My dog didn't want to get out of the car when we got home because she was having like she was just having such a good time on her uh, on, on in that other plane in that other dimension that she didn't she didn't want to go back to the regular uh, regular life of like hanging out on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Chasing the dragon. Chasing, that, chasing the dragon. That and you don't want your dog to step on any one of the heroin needles that's uh, thawing out in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't want to. You don't wanna have to drag your your dog who stepped on some heroin needle. Now they've got a like a lean on them. Cars are driving by. They see you dragging your dog. They think you just abused them, but no, your dog's chasing the dragon. They don't know that. Yeah. They don't. They don't know that. Yeah. yeah. People just driving by being Judgy McJudgersons. Judgy McJudgersons. Yeah. Yeah, they do that. I um, I, I recently pulled myself off of Facebook again. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's contributing to my overall happiness. All right. So, that oh, that's why you haven't seen my, my video. No, like I have, I have Messenger and I just, I just don't go into Messenger uh, as much as I should. Um, but yeah, you sent me uh, you sent me a video from uh, from your church. I got Children, all, I, children's church. I, <laughs> you're, I, gonna, you're gonna love it. Okay, all right. I I'm sure I will. Now, if I if I love it, can I share it on the uh, in the descriptions uh, for this podcast? Yeah, dude. All right. Normally, yeah. I try to think of like a cool, clever title. Um, uh, yeah. for, 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 for podcast episodes, but I, I don't know, like, I don't know what to, what to call this one right now. Well, this is the weed Bible discussion uh-huh. is what it is. It's the weed Bible discussion. I mean, really that's what it was. It was like the pentagram. I didn't watch after that. I didn't watch the rest of the book. Did they keep reading through the book? Uh-huh. They they don't uh, like once they get done with that they don't go too big into it until it gets stolen. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay, see. See, see. Spoiler alert: the the weed Bible gets stolen. Right. Um, but uh, since you you didn't finish it, um, let me ruin. Let me. <laughs> if you're not gonna watch it, I'm gonna tell you a completely different ending. Um, because if you're gonna watch it, you're you're doing it at your own accord. Just imagine that it's much better with the ending I'm telling you. Um, the the last 45 minutes to an hour of that movie is just Mike Epps doing stand-up. Oh, oh, so it's gold just, then. Just, yeah, just don't actually watch the rest of the movie because you'll be sorely disappointed. Um, but, but if you stick with the ending that the last 45 minutes is uh, Mike Epps in front of an audience doing stand-up, then it'll be better than what's actually there. Um, He's so funny, man. I remember watching him so much. Do you do you, the, do you remember in um, was the movie he did with Ice Cube? Which one? Uh, was, was the one where they won a all about the Benjamins? Yeah. 
<laughs> that movie, dude, he's nonstop. He's nonstop, that guy. Can you imagine hanging out with that guy? You wouldn't get a word in. He's he, nonstop he, with the jokes. Why would you speak, though? Like he, No, I mean, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would shut up and just get just get the gold. Um, Dude, my abs would be ripped, and my face would hurt from laughing and smiling so much. Yeah. Unfortunately, the rest of the movie isn't Mike Epps doing stand-up. Yeah. Um, but I appreciated him in, a, in that cameo, though. Uh, I, I, do a, I do appreciate Mike Epps in a cameo in a movie that was so clearly influenced by, um, by Friday and I Got the Hookup. Way oh, more. Real, yeah. Oh, big Way time. more than how high. Like it was Friday, probably... and it was like Friday and a scary movie put together. You know There's... the scary movie movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 Wayne's brothers movie. The yeah. Wayne's brothers. Yeah, it was. It was like it was. It was super lame. I, I mean, it was a bunch of it was a bunch of movies that weren't how high. Like that was that's it. Yeah. That's that's all I can really yeah. say about the the, the film. Well, honestly, um, I never watched all of How High either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I yeah I think I've caught clips of that, and I, as it, yeah. And 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 I don't know if is that the one with Method Man and Red Man. Yes. And there's like a when he smokes, there's like a a ghost or something. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So yep. That one probably has satanic influence also. <laughs> um, I mean, what, doesn't Redman have a song like "Come Down Into the Pit" or something? I don't know. I I don't I don't know about that. I can't I can't uh, I can uh, neither confirm nor deny that he's got anything about coming down to the pit. He's got you know "Let's Get Dirty" with uh, uh, DJ Cool, and then he was on the track with uh, Christina Aguilera, which sampled his track, but. I can neither confirm, uh, neither confirm nor deny that he's got a song about coming down to the pit. Um, I think he does. I don't know. They 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 had it. Yeah, you, you know, there were ghosts in that film. Uh, but I will also say that it, it Ben Franklin, from the research I've done, was actually a cannabis smoker, and so there was some historical accuracy in the film. Okay. 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 So. Um, um, but they also had Bufu. Is that another rapper or is that? No, no, that was Red Man and Method Man's clothing line in the movie. It was by us, not Love You, but but the other one. Okay, so they're they that was they're competing against Fubu. Yeah, it was Bufu by us, <laughs> Love You. Um, yeah, see that's funny, man. That was real funny. That was like I don't know if you've seen. Um, um, there's, there, cause there's a long history of these really, really good movies. Um, I got the hookup. The very first, I got the hookup, um, cellular two was the name of the big evil cellular company in that movie. When did, when did I got the hookup come out? 98. If I can, if I'm, if I'm correct. Okay, yeah. So I was in a band in high school and we were called no hookup. And it was cause we couldn't. Wait. We had no we had no connection that day, and we oh. couldn't, yeah, and I so thought it was a faith thing because like as a Christian dude, a man of faith, you couldn't just. Hook we, up. I was not a Christian at that time. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so we, we 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 didn't even know what kind of music we played. We had one guitar player that played punk. I was a blues guitar player, so I played a lot of like blues lead, 
and like you know that style of guitar because that's how my dad and my uncle taught me. And then we had a metal drummer did a lot of fillers, right? <laughs> a lot of double bass, a lot of fillers. No, this is before that. I'm, I'm trying to. School. Yeah, my son's talking to me. He goes, "Is that Joel?" I was like, "No." And 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 then uh, yeah. So and we couldn't connect that day, and so we just raided my um, the guitar, the other guitar players. Uh, mom's liquor cabinet. Yeah. That's Mom what happened. Had she had the hookup. The thing was, I wasn't a drinker. You know? I was just just a pothead. It was like, it was like I mean, I would drink beer, but I wasn't drinking like liquor. I was, I was only like 14, man. 14 or 15. It was, you know? Didn't have that yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, now I'm just I'm imagining Slayer with an O brother where art thou mashup? Could be fun. That, that was it. That was that would that would be it, man. It was it was like definitely like Slayer, Deicide, you know, Cannibal Corpse, mixed with uh, you know, some whatever punk rock music. I didn't listen to punk, but my best friend did, and so did the other. He was the singer. Yeah. And also and a little it, bit of Sarah McLachlan. <laughs> in the arms of an angel yeah so then, then uh yeah and our bass player i forgot to say was was uh david Brunell, which he's an amazing guy he's like uh he's, he's he's so cool but he was the bass player and he's super super hip-hop and reggae that's like all he listens to and <laughs> it was a weird band you know and, and i got kicked out of the band believe it or not and uh, I, I, and so did the I, drummer. So did the drummer got kicked out. They replaced us with with better guitar player and drummer. I got a question for you, and this is just it's just a not even necessarily a question. A Sarah McLaughlin thought. So Sarah McLaughlin took the name McLaughlin because she was married to Kyle McLaughlin, who, if I recall correctly, was on Twin Peaks. Um, that dude talking okay. about the same dude. Um, they were good. <laughs> They were divorced by the time she blew up with the name Sarah McLaughlin. If she still, they're divorced. She kept the name. Shouldn't he get some points on the album? Should he? I feel like he should. Like she's still using his name to get paid. Uh, yeah. She can't back out of it. She, that was where the money hit on the name, and it rolled so good. It does. You know? Oh, it was her last. Or I don't. I could not tell you what her last name was before, but it probably didn't go nearly as well. It was probably like Sarah yeah. Bergenschlergen. Um, I was going to go with Bergenschlergen. How did you know that? It's good guess. Um, good guess. Good guess. <laughs> what else could it be? Bergenschlergen. Is that like is that like shake, steak and shake in Germany? <laughs> yes. We are going to Bergenschlergen, and we are uh, we are going to listen to songs about puppies. Oh, <laughs> it's I suffering angel. There's a, there's a dude with an accordion and later hosen. <laughs> did you get did you, did you, or or it could be like what are they? They got some crazy techno there. They've got uh, all kinds of crazy techno over there. Is, yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of lot of glow sticks. Yeah, they used to I don't have know, you called, were there. The, yeah, they used to have you a thing the, called the Love Parade in Berlin, and that was like two million people raving in the middle of downtown Berlin. It sounds like high school. They're, yeah. they're, 
is there was a there was a um, battle of the year in Germany. I think the 1996 one was in uh, for breakdancing. Yeah, battle of the year in Germany. Did you know that, they made a battle of the year movie? No, I didn't know that either. And I've seen it like as a yeah. I, did you watch it? I guess I watched it. Wow, you know, must not have been memorable. It must not have been. I, th- I probably thought it was like another um, Tatum Channing movie. All right, why else would you watch it? <laughs> By the way, is it me or does Dustin Poirier, uh, Poirier, <laughs> Poirier? Um, is it me or does he look like like if Channing Tatum actually fought? Like if Channing Tatum's action scenes were real, he'd look like uh, Dustin Poirier. Poirier. Dude, you, that's a home run. Have you shared that with anybody else? I'm sharing that with you. Cop- you need to put a copyright on that because he he does. And there was an MMA movie where Channing Tatum was. Uh, I think it was an MMA movie. He was like selling stuff on the side of the road and ends up beating up some thugs and next thing you know he's in some underground fighting scene and then I had to go get the kids from school or something. I didn't watch the rest of it. <laughs> I'm vaguely familiar. I'm not sure if it, it wasn't Red Belt. Um, no, it wasn't Red Belt. I like Red Belt. Um, I did not see Red Belt. That's why I know it wasn't Red Belt. Oh, but I, I know I, I know what you're talking of, about. I steal a lot of the games that I play with like jujitsu, like Blindfold, tie one hand up, one hand leg back. So that's the uh, so that's like the thrashing or like the rad of jujitsu or um, of uh, movies. You know, like you mean like, like, you mean like Nicole Kidman rad? Um, Nicole Kidman wasn't in rad. Yes, she was. Lori Loughlin was in rad. No, um, Nicole Kidman was, dude. With the BMX biking. Yeah, I'm sure that Nicole Kidman was in a BMX. Uh, film, but I don't think she was in Rad. She was. Dude, we're going to go back and watch it together. Alright, so let, actually we're going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to settle this right now. I'm I'm okay. digging onto the internet. Um, right. So so while I'm doing that, um, I need you to tell, okay, Nicole Kidman BMX movie. Yeah, perfect. BMX Bandits. Nicole Kidman was in BMX Bandits uh, not in Thrashing. <laughs> I didn't say thrashing. I said rat. Or, or, or rat. Rat, not rat. Um, Lori Loughlin was was in uh, rat. She could have been. A, she could have been in McLaughlin, and we'd still be listening, watching that movie today. My gosh. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, there is a one of the things I discovered before I got off of Facebook, and this is how great and specific Facebook is. There is a rad racing fan page that is led by the ultimate rad racing fan. Like he's got photos with Lori Loughlin. Uh, he's oh, wow. got like, he's got like one of the remodeled bikes with perfect specs. Yeah. Um, you know, like he's got like props from the movie, <laughs> but like, but rad, like as cool as that movie was, and as much as it affected certain people, it affected certain people a whole lot more. I yeah, guess. I mean, that maybe that's his only claim to fame, and you know, or I mean, it's his only claim to anything. It happens, man. 
I, yeah, I guess eventually if you hang on long enough, you can, can you can own all of the memorabilia um, from your favorite, you know, 80s sports movie. Um, I wonder I wonder what's available on eBay that was used in Thrashing. Or Gleam in the Cube. Ooh, whoever owns that aluminum skateboard is definitely, they're holding on to something. <laughs> with the, with the, the plate, what is that called? The diamond plate? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that deflects bullets? Man, it apparently handles real well. You know what I liked about thrashing was that opening grind, that that really long grind he does on the curve. That was really nice. Um. <laughs> all of the all of it was was great. Like all of the flatland skating, the joust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all of it was great. Like and yeah, it was just such a fun fucking movie, uh, fun loving movie. It's a fun loving <laughs> movie. I'm so sorry. Um, Be yourself, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to work on it, man. It's it's <laughs> weird because well because of the times that that we live in. Um, you know, we're, a, a lot of us are spending more time at home. And so like, so I really have to watch my house, uh, watch what I say when my children are home. And yeah. so I gotta, I gotta get better at it, uh, on, so on a more regular basis. Lang- yeah. Language is, uh, it, it comes from the heart. And so what's in your heart is going to come out your mouth. <laughs> yeah. So whatever, whatever you're putting in your heart, that's, what's going to come out of your mouth. And and like so socializing also, like like who and how you talk with people is always going to come out of your mouth. Like culturally, you know, if you're if you're an oil field worker and you give it to speaking like, or you're, a, I don't know, I, I would go with oil field worker, or, or you're in the navy, I guess. I don't know. My dad was in the navy. I, it's always those guys. It's anywhere where men are trapped on on, a, on an island or or a boat. And they they just have to just just talk rough and, and you know and 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 I guess curse words are a part of talking rough, uh, but you don't you don't have to, <laughs> you know you can talk rough without without even talking honestly. You just I don't even necessarily want to talk rough at this point. I got zero interest in that. It's just a cultural habit, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah, you know. Um, and, Put put good good things in your heart and then speak it out. I don't know. Talk with your children more. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, anyone listening right now, hearing the, and they heard the dog bark in the background, um, because I can't record in my house, I have to record in uh, or in in the studio. Uh, like I'm, I'm trying to stay at home with my family. I'm recording in my car, and so my dog's more or less. I don't know. He's hanging outside the car, like. Barking at yep. the air. I, I can't hear it though. I oh, can't you can't. Oh, okay. Well then, oh. then it's me being self-conscious about my dog barking. Yeah. Or you had a long day on your feet. Boy, these dogs are barking. Ah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, would have would have been a terrible name for the first Die Hard. <laughs> Boy, these dogs are barking. <laughs> I. I mean, given given about given how it all went down, you know, it makes sense that that could be an appropriate uh, title or walk on a rug. <laughs> oh my! Walk on a rug three, starring Bruce Willis and uh, Sam Jackson. 
Oh, Sam Jackson's in it. Is he in it? Well, well, if if he was, well, he was in uh, he was in Die Hard three. Uh, so so if we're gonna call like because because uh, not to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen the Die Hard, but um, the guy's feet were hurting, so he took his shoes off and he was barefoot for most of the movies. There it is. Bruce Willis yeah. shot a lot of people without shoes on. Um, yeah. So. So if he'd have been barefoot, dog, man, oh boy, these dogs are barking. Would have, boy, these dogs are barking. Part three or Walk on a Rug three with Sam yeah. Jackson would it? Yeah, Pan- would have been a great movie. Fasci- Plantar fasciitis. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Now Die Hard. People want to see that. It almost sounds like it'd be a Van Damme movie, but Bruce Willis was in it. You know, or a Seagal movie. I don't know. I, mean, I I would have liked to have seen, and that's um, here. Here's this idea out because this is one that uh, that we went on uh, in an earlier podcasts. If you're going to be able to get to a point with with streaming service, services where you're going to have like downloadable content, where if you wanted to replace um, in the good, the bad, and the ugly, you wanted to replace um, Clint Eastwood with Kevin Hart or or Pee Wee Herman. I like Kevin Hart better. Pee Wee Herman would be good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're going to be able to to download that, right? You're going to be able to get that pack. You're going and <laughs> and 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 in the same sort of uh, you know like universe, you would be able to put uh, Clint Eastwood in Soul Plane. Oh, he would be pissed. <laughs> 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 but, but, the, but the but the great thing is 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 he would be playing it as as Kevin Hart. It'd be Kevin Hart's dialogue. It would be it wouldn't necessarily. I don't know if it would be Kevin Hart. It would probably have to be Kevin Hart's mannerisms. But like, um, but Kevin Hart's Hart dialogue with with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, with Clint Eastwood. Uh, you know, fuck yeah, Bart. Yeah, it Bart. Yeah, being, it is, it's going to turn into Gran Torino. Um, but you could do you could do anything you want man you could put uh john cena in in goodfellas as joe uh as joe pesci's character (laughs) you know like if you put you put john cena and do i look uh am i a clown to you that's really terrifying (laughs) He kind like, of no. did that type of stuff already. He's, he's, he is a t- I don't know what it is about John Cena, man. I like that guy. I, he's he's like he's like this humongous monster, right? And uh, and he plays like when he does movies outside of uh, stepdad or stepfather. He used to do the dad of annoying orange character, uh, Fred. My kids used to watch this show, this kid, Fred. He's kind of like a, a Ernest Goes to Camp type character. So he he was a voice actor. Like he's, John Cena has done a lot of things. Like done a lot. He's, he's had a lot of hobbies. Um, he he released a record with um, uh, oh Esoter- uh, Esoteric and Freddie Fox were both on there. Um, Esoteric from uh, from Zarface and 7 Ellen Esoteric and 
and well, Freddie Fox, Bumpy Knuckles. Um, John Cena has had a really interesting career. I don't even know who those guys are that you just mentioned. Zarface? Um, Zarface. Like a, like a Russian Scarface? No, it's a rap group with, um, well, one of the guys that rapped with John Cena and um, Inspected Deck from the Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. So, this, uh, so they've, oh. got a, they've got a group called Zarface. Zarface is like a cartoon, like a comic book bad guy. Uh, and they've got like five records as this, and and uh, 7L, Esoteric's DJ producers, uh, does the music. So it's like, it sounds just really cool. It, it sounds like just very cool music. That's it. Um, okay. it's, it's secular, so it's probably not like something you would find yourself listening to. But uh, John Cena is not on the Zarface record. Okay. Um, however, uh, yeah, Esoteric of Zarface is on uh, John Cena's record from, like, 02 or 03. Um, Bumpy yeah, Knuckles, Freddie Fox, he's, uh, he used to run with Gangstar, uh, Flava Unit, uh, you know, Queen Latifah's crew. Uh, he's been around for a very, very long time. Um, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, Starface you might actually like, but it is secular music, so I don't know. <laughs> um, it's But it's also, like, comic book stuff, uh, and they rap yeah. Yeah, so it's either they're either it's either comic books like it's comic book nerd stuff, um, or it's rapping about being a dad and walking a dog. Right, right, right. Those are those are your two avenues. Yeah. You know, I watched a video. Okay, so the comic book kind of goofy rap. Immediately, I think of Will Smith. Okay. And then, and then I I watched a video. I'm bringing it back to Satanism. Of Will Smith giving his soul to Satan. Through homosexual acts. Ooh, I have not. Send me, send me a link, and I'll put it in the description. Oh my gosh, I don't even know how to find that. It was. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that you can find on Will Smith, and so I think that it's interesting when you see a rapper like Joyner Lucas, the guy whose video I sent you on Instagram, uh, courtesy of um, Larry Johnson. He's the guy walking through the church carrying. Uh, carrying the Bible. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, he, I remember that. Yeah. He very recently released a video called Will, where he is uh, he's practicing idolatry for Will Smith. That's, that, it was based off of that. It was based off of that, and then how he wants to be like Will. Will Smith. Yeah. That's the video I watched, and somebody was giving commentary on it. Larry Johnson? Is that yeah. is that the guy that was giving comments? Yes. Like Charlotte yeah, yeah. Larry Johnson from like 1990? Uh, no, no. Larry Johnson, I think he played for the Cardinals. Uh, he's a football player, not basketball player. There's lots of Larry Johnson. Yeah, I guess you're right. At home, he goes by Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was what I, I seen, and I was like, oh, my gosh, no way. And it was like, it's like you just don't think about, you, why would you think about that stuff? <laughs> so, <laughs> so so let me bring this back to How High 2. Um, in it, uh, Lil Yachty, or not in, in How High 2, but very recently, Lil Yachty uh, has played uh, uh, essentially Oprah. He dressed up as a, a woman called Bopra, so he dressed up in drag um, and and is in a rap video wooing uh, Drake, you know, making the googly eyes and shit. Uh-huh. So it's like that's 
you know, that's where we're at. Yeah. Oh, that's for what, sure. Take, take, oh. It or, take it or leave it like that's where we're at. The guy that is dressed up um, like Oprah uh, wooing Drake is um, – did you take a monster, like, dab rip, or is that your inhaler? What was that? What? Oh, Sorry. The, my nose? Oh, okay. I thought you were taking a monster hit. No. Dude. <laughs> I was like, whoa. All right. Um, no, no. Huh. No, I haven't, I haven't smoked weed in years, man. Since oh, okay. From August a while, but I didn't even know the date. It was, I, I, I was done with it, man. It was just like, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. So it was just you. It was just you blowing your nose or something. All right. Yeah. Um, no, I was. Uh, I was sniffling. I'm out in the garage, and so we left the garage door open, and she was dressed to be outside with sweater and everything, and I was just wearing like shorts, like. You know, I'm barefoot. I was just in my house, you know, and uh, and and it and it was 28 degrees last night, and uh, we're here with the garage door open, standing out here for for like an hour or so, chit chatting, and and you could tell she hadn't been out of the house for a couple of weeks, because <laughs> we talked about everything, man. Yeah, and so it's still really cold in the garage, and I just took my hood off. Um, I'm wearing a sweater. I was getting ready to work out, and then I saw you texting, and I called you. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I got to ride the bike for a little bit, but still haven't hit it. That's why my nose is sniffling. I don't have the the virus. So spirit animal stuff, um, last night I took a walk with my wife, and, and I didn't think we were going to take a very long walk. We were just walking. I wore shorts like an idiot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I got I got the sniffles too, man. I, well, I get it. Well, it warmed up, dude. It warmed up, and then last night it got cold. Well, it's also still Alaska. Um, like it's still real. It's still like we probably shouldn't be wearing shorts. That was probably bad judgment on our part. Man, we just want to wear shorts, dude. It's it's time. I, <laughs> it's unnatural to not wear shorts at this point. Like it, anywhere it, else it, in the world, yeah. it's spring. Yeah, um, in Antarctica they're wearing shorts. Not here. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're bowling yeah. and stuff. They're doing all kinds I, of stuff. Yeah, Iceland, they got grass, and it's Iceland, a land of ice. That's true. That's true. Yep. Um, so what are you watching? Uh, what what are you what what are you watching that isn't satanic? Like, what would you recommend uh, someone check out on on okay, uh, so, Amazon or Netflix or something like that? All right. That? So, if you have Fight Pass, they're showing movies on Fight Pass. Did you know that? I do not have fight pass. Okay. So, all right. So the latest movie, <clears throat> last night I watched Back to the Future 3. I didn't know there was a third one because... You're putting Back to the Future 3 on fight pass? No, no. I'm, I'm getting to... You said you didn't have oh. fight pass. I just moved on. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I was like, wow. I thought you were giving me an example of what kind of movies they're showing on fight pass. Oh, no, they, no, they got kung fu movies. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're pretty dope. But, um... They're, Nevertheless, they have all of the 36 chambers, all of them. They they knew we needed to have that, but um, and they got some other ones on there. Uh, so I watched Back to the Future three last night. It was funny, and then uh, <laughs> the one scene that made me laugh was when when uh, when 
Doc Emmett Brown breaks up with uh, uh, Claire Clayton. And uh, it's like a little kid's book, and uh, the way it's written, and 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 he's he's at the tavern, and uh, and he he says give give me a, a a drink, and then he's like you want your glass of milk? He goes I need something stronger than that. And the guy goes want some sarsaparilla, you know, and, and he goes he goes no I need I need whiskey, and they're like you know what happened last time you drank, and so it makes you think wow. Doc, Doc Brown, you know, he, he put away the whiskey and, lo- and lost it. You know, he got wild or something. And so he, <laughs> so he, uh, he's there and, and, uh, and he's saying, he's just telling everybody how heartbroken he is about breaking up with this chick and, uh, she was the whole world to him, everything. And then he, and he broke up with over a discussion about the future. And then, uh, and, and no, somebody goes, no, this one dude goes, I've been all around the world selling this barbed wire Simpson and he goes, and you never know what the future holds. There's all kinds of women out there. They're all the, they're all the same. You're going to find love anywhere. And he goes, what the future holds, you know, he gets crazy. And he starts talking about the future. You know, mind you, he's in 1885 in the wild west. And, and he starts talking about the future. So he talks about the future all night long. And then Marty McFly comes in. He's like, "God, we gotta go. It's like eight o'clock. We gotta go." <laughs> and 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 he, he says, "How much has he had to drink?" Um, no, no, no. Sorry, back that up. Rewind. Doc takes one shot. You see him drink this one shot of whiskey, and he passes out immediately. Boom. And uh, and they can't wake him up. And they say, "He goes, how much did he drink?" He goes, "Just that one shot." <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Because he, he, he stayed talking all night long about the future. He's like, in the future, we're going to take buses and have automobiles. And we'll never. <laughs> it's funny. So, uh, yeah. No, I, it's a weird. The, 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 technic- the technocracy and the, the future is real, my friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there are going to be things in the next 20 or 30 years that when we look back, like, we didn't see that one coming. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. we, we should have. Uh, I mean, the science fiction uh, of this time will have told uh, will have told those stories, but it's like, but that's what's there. We're looking at we're looking at at um, social credit scores. We're looking at all kinds of weird, uh, scary technology and intrusions of privacy. And man, what a time you to be gotta, alive! You're gonna have to know how to shoot a gun or or a bow. You got to know how to fish. You got to know how to plant a garden. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have to know <laughs> you're gonna have to know how to take care of yourself, dude. You know, because if, if you have to be able to live apart from technology, you know what I'm saying. You're gonna know how to have to have a conversation with somebody face to face. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's, yeah, you. you I'm going to have to have, like, these basic things back into play because, dude, you're going to have to know how to work on your car. You're going to have to know how to do everything just just to be work up, to be apart from society. Yeah. Which I think, man, Alaskans have a jump on the rest of, of, uh, of the world because we're still oh, in that, that last frontier mentality up here. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's there are uh, there aren't too many like 
during this time of, of whatever crisis that we're in, um, there's no place in the world I think is better prepared for it. Yes. Um, I, I think that generally speaking, people here tend to have cooler heads and, and didn't respond and aren't responding the way they do in a lot of other places. Yeah. So in California, you have people lining up uh, around the block to buy guns. We don't have people panicking like that. Maybe you bought some extra ammo. Uh, that's normally about the extent. I don't know of too many people that went out and bought armories. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, panic yeah. buying guns and stuff. Um, yeah. We have people who most most people up here have a, a freezer full of fish or a freezer full of something else. You and I have some friends that probably have refrigerators of refrigerators of freezers of stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, for sure. And so it, it's it's going to be a time for us to, you know, the, the great thing about this summer is going to be the opportunity to go out and do some of those things and, and learn, you know, take the opportunity to, uh, to, to learn, to know what you're lacking. That's, yeah, you, Figure out have what to barter, you, have, you have to barter. You got to learn how to – all that stuff. You, you got to learn how to be social. Um, yeah. People who are stuck in the house are going to need to get out of the house a little bit uh, and, and interact with society. Uh, that was part of what got me off of Facebook was just the freaking ugly. Um, it was yeah. people in a rush to either be the most informed or the most influential, but – you're doing it on a Facebook forum that isn't moderated. So it's, you're not doing anything but arguing with people who, you know, you don't know. You're arguing with people with, you're arguing with people that have fake names that live in Anchorage. Right. You know, I, uh, like, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I, I Honestly, it's like the algorithm thing. You know what I mean? It's what's going to come up is what you're already looking at, you know? So like we watched it was it was hilarious because we our our church service is online now and so Sunday morning we watched church on Facebook live and then right after church was done it was on my phone so the next video comes up right so you can imagine whatever I'm whatever you're watching if you're having church service with your family and the next video comes up if you if you what you're putting in your mind is is not is not good it, this is what your whole family is going to see immediately, right? And the yeah. next, the next video that came up was, uh, was a fight, and it was a, it was a like a street fight in Hawaii. So it, it shows you what I watch. It's just like nothing. <laughs> I, I listen to nothing but preachers and fighting. That's it. And and so it's like uh, the next one, and it was a really good fight, dude. It was in Hawaii, and it was two dudes that looked like they knew what they were doing, man. It was. It was, they were like throwing kicks, checking them. They had good fight stands, hands up. They, they, they didn't look like a bunch of like, uh, you know, like sloppy noodle people that stand in front of storefronts. You know what I'm talking about? That that guy that's the air blowing machine. Yeah. You know, that's how most of the street fights look. They're like swinging everywhere. They got the soft balance stance and all this stuff. These guys were go, getting after it, man. They were, they were, they were, they were, it was nice. Yeah. They were both determined to win. They were both determined to win, and they were both obviously trained. And my whole family, we, we like, church service was over, and my whole family literally stayed there, and they're like, nice. Oh, look. Look at how, see how he keeps, and my family is commenting on the fight. And I'm like, you can tell this guy's been training, you know, blah, 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 and, you know, and it was, it was, it was 
awesome that that's what happened. But I can tell you, like, some people, they're constantly listening to, like, political stuff and political arguments, and they're in, they're stuck in that world, man, and they can't get out of it, you know? And, and so that's that's all they hear and see is just nonsense of of these just endless arguments, man. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it because it splits families. I know I know lots of people who aren't talking to, you know, dads or moms or whoever because how they voted in 2016. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to get more and more fractured uh as we get closer to to this election. Yeah. Um It says it in the Bible, man. It says in the last days mothers will will turn against their children, sons against mothers, sons against fathers, daughters against mothers. You know, it, it's family, what it's saying is in the book of Romans, families will split. There's going to be a shattering of the family, a scattering of the family. And the family is so very important to the construct of, of, a, of a society, you know. And, and uh, so that's happening, man. It's shattering. all of, Not just in America, dude. It's happening around the world. But at the same time, this pause that the world is taking because of this virus, um, people are, are crying out to God in, in, in a new way, in a different way. People, it's, it's like some people are returning back to the faith, and other people are just like, we have no answers. We need, we need help, you know? Um, the Bible says in Proverbs to, to teach rich people not to depend on their wealth, you know, because then they'll think they can they can get to heaven on their own good merit and good works and, and their own strength, and they don't need God, that they don't need God in their lives, that they can provide for themselves. And it's just like Jesus said to, to, to Pontius Pilate, he's just like, you have no power but what's given to you, you know, by, by God. You know, and it's, uh, we're at a point where rich people are are... are afraid and fearful of what they might lose, you know? Um, who knows where this is going to go? I don't think America can stay indoors all, uh, for, for much longer, honestly. Just the spirit of Americans is like, wait a second, you, you keep telling me what to do and I don't like it. You can only go on for so long. Um, yeah. I don't know. Hey, we also live I mean, for now, in in a rel- again in a relatively safe bubble. As of the recording of this, we can still leave the house for uh, just about everything is listed as essential. Um, yeah, everything except for like gyms and tattoo shops are and hair salons. Yeah, are are essential, right? So because those people need to make money. Um. But you're also seeing, you know, I guess the air quality in Los Angeles has gotten better. Um, you're, oh, wow. you're seeing, you're, yeah, you're seeing all over the world. You're seeing sort of resets on on nature. You're seeing fish going through the canals of uh, of Venice. You're um, huh. you're seeing you're seeing clear skies. Yeah, because not so many people are driving around. Um, just idly, yeah, yeah. People are staying inside. So what you're, I think, what you're saying is, 
you're seeing an awakening in people. And I think people are, you're going to see more people riding the bike to their bike to work this summer. Um, or, you know, going on walks during their lunch. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, people will be, I, I don't want to say people like, like I'm, I'm not one of them. Like hopefully I'll be, eat, I'll be eating more fruit. Um, cause I, I'm eating now, like I, I'm eating more, uh, more fruits. So I'm, I'm having more oranges and taking my vitamins and stuff. Um, yeah. Because I know those are the things that I've got to do if I want to take care of myself. Yeah. However, however, you know, are am I going to backslide when you know everyone can go out outside again whenever they want to to sit around and, and fucking or love and fiddle love their time away? Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I've been enjoying cooking at home. You know, home cooked meals. That's that's been a, a plus, which we usually do have home cooked meals here. It's not like I'm constantly going out out, but the thing is, is like our home cooked meals now have have increased to like this, like almost, uh, you know, it's like five star restaurant category. You know, we're prepping for like three days in advance, sauces. You know, it's like how often in your life are you are you prepping sauces? You know. Or meals, I, you know, and it's it's like only on special occasions. But now we're doing it like every day. I'm making ice cream. That's my uh, that's my hobby. That's my quarantine hobby. That's a good man. That is awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So when this is done, when this is done, and we can hang out again, I'd love to give you some ice cream, and I'd love to try some cool sauces. Yeah, and I did. I make. I've been making tons of Cuban coffee. And, oh, I want some Cuban coffee. Yeah, I know you do. And I want some so, ice cream. I go ahead and hand. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. You yeah. can drop a scoop of ice cream in the Cuban coffee. Oh my when gosh. I was, when I was a I was a waiter, uh, a server, and at this restaurant, this uh, Irish restaurant, J. Uh, G. McGinnis, and. Uh, and we had a big Jamaican family come in, and they asked for Guinness floats. I had never had a Guinness float in my life. And they were like, very, it's a very common drink, I guess, and for Jamaicans. That's uh, a terrible Jamaican accent, by the way. You've had it? No, no, I was just saying your Jamaican accent is terrible. Um, oh, man. No. I, I, <laughs> so I, there's a beer called Irish Death. comes from... Um, uh, Iron Horse Brewery, and it, it tastes like a better Guinness. But if you mix that with whipped vodka, sir, that tastes like a yeah. So I get it. A Guinness float. Yeah, it's delicious. I get it. I get it. So it's just Guinness and a scoop of ice cream. Yeah, that was what they got, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, makes, I didn't. I, I, I still haven't had it, but I mean, I saw them drink it. Root beer floats like, are a thing. Root beer floats are a thing. So and, so, and I love them. I that would be, that would mean that someone out there has also had like maybe in Jamaica has had a red stripe float. That's probably what happened. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing: is like having something refrigerated. I don't know. Have you been? You've been to Jamaica? Nope. So I've been to Jamaica, and it's like there wasn't a lot of refrigeration where I was. <laughs> it was like coolers, you know, with like ice. And, like, they had these little shanties and stuff where they were selling, like, 
you know, canned juices and uh, and red stripe. It's beer. <laughs> red beer. Yeah, so like, yeah, um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, I went to Jamaica on a, on a mission trip. Amazing. Amazing trip. I had a blast. Yeah, oh. we weren't. Well, we weren't at like um, was that place called uh, Beaches Resort? We weren't at that, or or the Palms, or anything like that. It was we stayed in like this. Uh, it was it was normal to me because I was raised in Miami. It was actually like an apartment that I would would have grown up in, um, and it was just like you know center block with stucco on the outside, and uh, and a fan, you know. <laughs> That was it, man, and we loved it. I loved it. Actually, the rest of the group from Alaska did not love it. They were they looked like they were dying the whole trip. Everybody had red faces and uh, were sweating like crazy. I would sneak out at night. Me and uh, uh and one of the other youth pastors would sneak out at night and we'd go across the street to this bar called Alfred's to listen to these uh these bands play. Um, just amazing reggae. They were awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. They were skying it up. It was, it was, it was amazing because him and I were in a band together and we played a lot of a lot of reggae style music, which I still like to play. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was that was a fun trip, man. Played soccer one time all day long and then raced these kids back to to eat lunch. I ended up having heat stroke. So, hey, um, my my phone is dying. It, All right. Um, I really would like to at some point go back to to some of the end, uh, end times conversation, but definitely not when I'm at eight uh, percent. Oh man, I can't wait for that talk. All right. And you so need to read, you need to watch Return to the Thirty Six Chamber. That's what okay, I want. So, to so I'll watch Return to the Thirty Six Chamber. We'll review it, and then we'll talk about end times. Okay, sounds good. All right. Sounds like a deal. Thank you, Jason, so much for your time. Thank you, man. Later. Later.